Welcome to Soaring with Eagles with your host, Crystal Richardson, a.k.a. Sergeant K. Each week, we hear from Crystal and her successful guests as they share their triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a full life complete with financial freedom laced with fun and fulfillment. Crystal takes a controversial and edgy approach to unveil interesting facts about millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, and how they have accomplished life success while giving back. Now, here is Crystal Richardson. Okay, good morning, everyone, and welcome to our show today. Very extremely, extremely happy to be with you once again this week. And I am thrilled to have the Errol Adamson on today. He is uh, a man that has had lots of accomplishments in life and has lots and lots of wisdom that he's going to share with us today about mindset, about attitude, actually, and about the actions that we need to take for success. So welcome, Errol. Thank you very much for having me. I really am excited about being here. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, we met a while back and I've been trying to uh, get you on the show. You're a very, very busy man, very active. <laughs> you have a lot going on. I, I've, I've, I've led a very busy life. Um, I'm probably the least active now and mm-hmm. wanting to be more active. I actually really believed uh, I wanted to be a teacher. And in my career, I just couldn't take the pay cuts. But now that uh, I've uh, sold most of my businesses, I get the opportunity to be a teacher and I teach business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you have an institute. Uh, You want to go ahead and give people just some information about your institute? Well, I started the Entrepreneurial Development Institute to try to help small businesses. And uh, we have a Facebook group. Uh, you're certainly welcome to join. It's a, a closed group, but if you if you go to Entrepreneurial Development Institute uh, and ask for uh, entrance, uh, you'll meet uh, the fellow that runs it, Ty, and you'll tell him why you want to come in. And uh, we have a business group there. We don't sell anything. All it is is a positive attitude group, and uh, I coach as well. Okay, and how long have you been doing this? Uh, I'm probably, uh, 2016 is when I started. Uh, I, I, sold, uh, I sold my last business in 2018, and in 2016 I was invited to come to the United Kingdom to do a business school with a friend, and that started, uh, that started me teaching. And so I wrote, I wrote the book, uh, You Can Too, and uh, that's, how I started, uh, that's how I started doing my teaching. I, I was teaching at one time high-level companies. I was doing consulting for high-level companies at, at you know, phenomenal fees. Mm-hmm. And what I found is, was very political, and I choose now to work with small business where I can make and see a difference immediately. Like I can help a small business and next week uh, uh, they see it in their bank account. So it, it really is rewarding. 
And that's the, uh, the kind of work that I want to do now. Wow. So you work now mostly one-on-one with people. You do uh, some events, and I think you're, you mentioned that you'll be doing more events here coming in 2020, but mainly you work one-on-one with, with people. Is that correct? Yeah, I prefer that uh, coaching. and I, I don't have like a program, a, a cookie-cutter program. Uh, I think people are individuals. Each business, I, I think, has a heartbeat. And it's important to find the uh, pulse of a business and then build the business out from the pulse according to uh, the capabilities of the person. And if I can increase your capabilities, we can increase your business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's generally what, I, what I've been doing. That's excellent. So again, everyone, we are on with Errol, and he is going to be giving us a lot of wisdom today. Uh, He does a a Facebook uh, post from time to time, and he also has for does events, and he has a book that's out. It's a bestseller, if you would like to pick that up. Can you give people information about your book? Yeah, sure. Excuse me while I I slide off camera. Sure, go ahead. (laughs) And And I'll grab one. Okay. Somewhere. Here it is. This is the book. And basically so it's... For those who are listening and not watching, for those who are listening, it's by Errol Abramson, and it is called You Can Too. And it's, it's a chronology of my, uh, of my business, my businesses, from the start of my business to uh, the big businesses that I just sold. And it's a, it's a quick read. It, it's 400 pages, but it's a quick read. It, it's a very easy read. It's on Amazon, and uh, it tells people. And it's also peppered with um, 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 testimonials. Testimonials. <laughs> testimonials from people that I've actually worked with. Oh, okay, excellent. And, yeah, and they call me a genius and stuff like that. So I really enjoy their testimonials. <laughs> yeah. Well, every time I've had a conversation with you, it's been like so packed full of, of wisdom that my, my brain almost explodes because you just have so, so much to offer. And a lot of it has to do with your backstory. So if you could maybe just uh, help our listening audience by giving them some context about you and, and, and where you came from mainly, you know, how you grew up as a child and how you set those goals based on your childhood. I think that's just a really, really great, great story. Thank you very very much for that opportunity. Uh, Then you won't have to buy the book. Um, Well, it's only given a little bit. I make about 30 cents, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm not getting rich on my coaching and I'm not getting rich on my book. But... um, (laughs) Actually, the, the book came from, I wanted another fellow to write a book. We went to Thailand for a month, and it ended up being three months. I wrote my book, and he didn't. And uh, it took him about two more years to uh, eventually write a book. Mm-hmm. But um, I started in business. Uh, I was an orphan at 14, so I was on my own at 14. And uh, no money, so I, I had I had created this uh, this this really unbelievable habit that I had to that I became addicted. Um, it was called eating, 
And so I had to go out and earn money to eat. So I, I started working at uh, restaurants as a busboy, as a waiter, um, you know, because they feed you at those places. And mm -hmm. so uh, th that's where I started. And then I was a poor kid living amongst rich kids. I, was, I, I grew up in Newport Beach. I moved down from Winnipeg, Manitoba. And when I was 14, uh, when I was three years old, my family moved. When I was 14, I was on my own there. And they all had a lot of money and they looked happy. So, you know, for the first little while, the first probably 10 years of my uh, business career, I thought it was all about money. But it, it isn't. I learned later that it's, it's more about the power what money can do. And it was very interesting. But, you know, I, I started business and I wasn't afraid. I, um, I did crazy things. Like one of the first businesses was in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, there's snow on the ground all winter. And when spring comes, people want manure to spread around. So I've spread a little manure. Um, <laughs> and my uncle told me about a guy that bought manure from the Mennonites and then went up and down the street selling it. I thought it was a great idea. So I rented three trucks in his name uh, and uh, went out to the Mennonites, bought the manure, and then sold it uh, uh, 50 cents a basket or five baskets for $2 and actually went up and down the streets doing it and uh, it made $28,000. Wow. And, and it, was, it was unbelievable. It was short-lived because, you know, spring is when they want the manure in their lawns and flower beds, and then it's over. <laughs> but that was one of my first little businesses. And then I was working at, at the health spas at the same time as an instructor, and they used to make me change my clothes outside. I had to, they'd hose me down before I came in because I was, you know, oh, with, all, with, with right. all the manure all over me. <laughs> and I, I did a lot of illegal things. I, I hired uh, um, Native Indians and paid them in beer. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was a ridiculous little business, but it ended up making money. Right. So let, let's just uh, stop there and just talk about that a little bit, because the, the first thing that I see in all of that is the word opportunity. And you seize the opportunity based on um, an example that you saw of a business and something that you felt that you could do. And so you seize that opportunity. And then you also said that you rented uh, three trucks in another person's name. And so you had a person who was uh, willing to, to help you as well. Well, he didn't know. It was my uncle. He didn't know he was helping me. Oh, he didn't know he was helping you. No, well, I, I, um, I helped myself. Uh, <laughs> I told him later. He, he found out later, and he said, he said, why didn't you ask me? And I said, well, I was afraid you'd say no. <laughs> and then if you'd say no, then I couldn't do the business. Right, right. So, so, you know, I did the business, and I was successful, and he was proud of me. So he you was proud of me. I'm trying to find something, you know. 
<laughs> based on the story, uh, you know, to be able to use as a business principle. But, you know, you did end up telling him later. So that's a good thing. And then he was proud of you. So I'm, I'm happy for that, at least. <laughs> well, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of opportunity everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it would help if I had a coach at the time and I could have run my ideas by them and have them say, this is a good one, this is a bad one, this is what you need to do to make that successful. I think that's where a lot of people fail. Uh, They get an idea, but they don't know how to take the idea to fruition, to to make a business out of it. Mm -hmm. And what the transition, I've, I've, I've found that at, at the Entrepreneurial Development Institute where I encourage people to uh, come up with ideas. And this one lady came up with a one, she's got a great idea, but she doesn't realize that she's in the idea stage. And taking that from an idea to a working business uh, is a big transition. And a lot of us just don't make it. You know, when you look at 90% of small businesses fail and 70% of franchises make it, well, why is that? Because when you buy a franchise, you're buying a business plan and, and you're getting training. With your own business, you don't get a business plan and you don't get any training. And you're left on your own. And there are mistakes that you could make that will put you out of business. A lot of people think it's finance that that knocks people out. Now, finance does. Don't get me wrong. But it's not the only thing. Um, You can overcome financial issues uh, if you have a good plan. So it's knowing where you want to go, which is is the important thing. And when you were talking about opportunity, um, I found opportunity and then used aggression to learn what I had to do. And I was willing to make mistakes. (laughs) And I was willing to learn from those mistakes. Now, I didn't want to make them, but I was making them. But I learned from them. See, I've been doing this for 50 years. So I've been in the trenches. When when you see some guy say, I I will 10X your company. Um, I know these people don't know what they're talking about. You know, they're, they're talking about getting leads or something, but they don't know what they're talking about because you just don't 10X a business. You know, if you're building a good, solid business. I've so built- before, before we go into the 10X, and we will come back to that, I want to go over something that you mentioned. So between franchises and starting your own business, would you, do you have any thoughts on whether a person should maybe, if they know that they want to do a business and they're not really sure what, maybe do a franchise or, or have where they shadow a person like that because if there's already plans in place they can look at that information and it may help them when they are ready to start their own business if they're able to do that is there is there a comment you have on that that's a a wonderful question 
And the interesting thing is, if you're going to start a business, chances are there are businesses out there that are similar to what you're doing. Learn from those businesses. Um, when, when I had my vitamin stores, we spent more time in our competitors' stores than we spent in our own stores, uh, looking at what our competitors did mm-hmm. and looking at how they displayed, what facings they had, how, what prices they were selling product at. And this is how we learned how to run our business. Uh, if we saw a beautiful display, you would come then to my store and you would see that beautiful display the next day. You know, so there's a lot of ways to learn if you don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, the franchise is, the difficulty with franchise is it's expensive. Right. You know, normally franchises, you, you know, you're, you're 15000 to $50,000. You know, and not a lot of people have those. And the downside to franchising is there's no equity. You know, you really don't have a big equity base. When you want to sell it out, uh, the franchise really doesn't want you to make a lot of equity. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's not a lot of franchises that are more than just an operating business that, that you can make money at while you're running the franchise. And then when you want to sell it out, you normally don't make what you would make in selling a business or an exit strategy from a business. So I never had a franchise. Um, I tried one time to get a franchise. Very funny story. I tried to buy Hawaii uh, for McDonald's. Uh, In those days, in in the 70s, the early 70s, McDonald's was selling like states and then you had to open so many stores inside. And so I asked for Hawaii and uh, Ray Kroc said for a quarter of a million dollars, I can have Hawaii. And I had a hundred thousand of my own money and I raised another 50,000 from people, but nobody thought people would eat hamburgers when they went to Hawaii. Now, I told Ray Kroc what I was going to do and tried to get financing from him, but he just used my idea. And the store that he opened up, the, 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 the location, he took the location that I had, was the most successful McDonald's until they opened in Moscow. Wow. So, you know, and when I went back to Ray Kroc and threatened to sue him, he he laughed at me and he said, "Look, kid, you didn't uh, you didn't sign a non-disclosure. You know, you might as well learn about business through me." He wasn't such a nice guy, but, <laughs> but, that but is, anyway, that I, is a point. I, I, did, I did learn. I went into his office and I wanted to get financing from him, so I showed him everything I wanted to do. I wanted to have breakfast. I wanted to do this because when you come to Hawaii, you know, you're four hours early. So if you come from uh, from the East Coast, you're waking up at four in the morning you know, on Oahu, and there's nothing to eat. Mm-hmm. So we were going to open at six, and we were going to serve breakfast and papaya shakes and all that kind of stuff. And um, he did it. Wow. And, and I didn't. You know, there's more opportunity today 
for people to start a business, and it's easier to start a business today than it ever was when I was in business. Mm-hmm. I think it may be easier, but there's just so many choices out there now. There's just so much going on that, that people uh, need people like yourself and myself that, that do the coaching to be able to help them understand what is best for them. And so uh, with, what you, with what you just said, um, the, the business point there is in relation to non-disclosure agreements because sometimes you think you're just having a friendly chat with someone and, and sometimes a handshake is okay, but depending on what it is that you're doing, if, if you have an inkling that this is going to be something huge, uh, you need to make sure that you have the right documentation in place. You know, you're, you're, you're right. And, you know, the funny thing is, don't get me wrong, I, I, you know, I've had a lot of contractual arrangements but if I'm doing business with you and I don't feel I can do business with you on a handshake, I don't think a contract helps me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've, I've done business with a lot of people on, on their word. And if they don't keep their word, I feel sorry for them. You know, I'm, I've had 47 businesses now. I'm 47 and O. So let's say you were a supplier to me and you were dishonest. You didn't get my business anymore. Mm-hmm. That was the punishment. I've had guys that um, tried to um, run. They saw my business and they, they set up a similar business to try to run it. And, you know, you can copy my copy, but you can't copy my mind. Right. And, and you can't copy creativity. And creativity is, is, is one component that I think is very important uh, for, for your listeners to acquire. And it's, it's a skill. It's not a, a God-given talent. We're not talking about drawing dolphins or, or, or cartoons you know, for creativity. We're talking about creativity is nothing more than options. You know, what options can I have that can get me through something? And when I talked to you last, I talked to you about the three components that I believe um, a good business person needs. Number one is, is time. It's your most valuable asset, and you need to know how to utilize it. Number two is the ability to sell. Nothing begins until something is sold. And number three is creativity. And those three skills will get you through learning about a business. Now, number two uh, is very interesting, selling. Because most people will say, well, I'm just not a natural-born salesperson. Believe me, when they hold you up and they slap you on the backside, to make you cry, you don't come out with a sales presentation. You know, it, 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 selling is a skill. Right. And if it's a skill, then it can be taught. You know, right. and, and speech giving, you know, there's a lot of public speaking courses, and that's one of the big fears that people have. Selling is no more than public speaking. Um, you have... Uh, 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 an introduction, you have a body, and you have a close. 
-hmm. Learning how to use those three facets um, make your business better. If you so time, how to sell, and creativity. Time, how to sell, and creativity. Does that make sense to you? It it makes perfect sense. Now you know I, I I love doing this because I talk to a lot of people and I say, what do you think the most valuable assets are? You know, people mindset and and uh, goal setting and and all those components are important, but those are three big assets. Um, see, if you don't learn how to manage your time, it's gone. It's gone. You know, we'll be done with this show and that's it. That hour is gone. Right. We don't get it again. So if we make value out of it, um, and if we learn to make more value out of our time, and we learn how to sell, which will help us make more value out of our time. And so I had to learn those three skills. And it took me a little while. You know, I wasn't a good salesperson. I had to learn how to become a good salesperson. But today, it's so, it's so much easier. You could go on YouTube and, and put in selling skills, and you'll get 100,000 sites. You know, so you find somebody that you identify with, and you listen to them 10 minutes a day. The biggest part of selling is closing. Most people do not ask for the sale. Most people don't, don't know how to qualify. You know, so they, 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 all they do is they give a, a presentation on their product and they're waiting for somebody to interrupt them to buy. So selling skills are very important. And then if it's not going right, creativity. You know, how do I make my selling skills better? How do I make my company run better? How do I utilize my time better? You know, and, and I got coaching for a lot of this. When I, when, I, when I had some money, I invested in courses. And I always tried to get one thing out of the course that I could utilize right away. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I paid for courses that I didn't learn anything. There was a guy uh, years ago, I don't know if, if, if you'll remember him, you might be too young. <laughs> well, let's well, see, Carol, let's see. <laughs> the guy's name was Tom Vu. Tom. And he was a Vietnamese guy, and he would get on with a bunch of girls on a ship and things like that and drive a Rolls Royce and say, you could buy real estate with him, no money down, and you never have to make any payments. So one of my businesses was real estate, and his course was $400, and I signed up for his course because I was making payments, and I wanted to find out how he was doing it and not making payments. So I came to the course, and and he said, okay, I'm going to ask two questions. You have to answer one way or the other, or you have to leave. Okay. And he said, how many people came here to make money? And a very few people raised their hands. And then he said, how many people came here to check me out? 
Safe answer. He said, okay, those people that came here to make money stand up. Well, there was only about 15 of us that raised our hands. There was about 400 people in the room. Only about 15 people that raised our hands. And about eight of us stood up. And he said, look underneath your chair. We looked under our chair. There was a buck tape to it. So he said, take that dollar, put it in your pocket. You've earned money. He said, now that's the first lesson. In order to make money, you've got to get off your ass. Right. Now that's all I learned at that seminar. <laughs> Everything else was complete crap. But the thing is, is that does go to the principle of the, the do. You know, you and I talk a lot about doing, and it's, it's, it mean, it's meaningless, practically meaning, yeah. meaningless to have a plan if, if you're not going to do anything with it. And, and I paid $400 for that information. Mm-hmm. Was that not worth $400? A lot of people um, wouldn't pay that money to get that information. If I said that's all you were going to get, people wouldn't pay. Well, you got a dollar. So you, play, you paid $399 for that. <laughs> no, I got, I got hundreds of thousands of dollars because I realized that concept and action are two different things. True. And productivity and activity are two different things. And I learned that day about productivity. And yeah, the dinner bell rang for a buck. But I got a whole lot more value out of that lesson than just the dollar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I use, and I still use today, the University of Automobile. I, I have cassettes, not, well, not cassettes anymore, CDs, and I play my CDs all the time. You know, you, 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 um, you were um, lucky enough to know Sharon Lecter, and she gave me, her, uh, she gave me a CD on, on her book, uh, uh, Think and Grow Rich for Women. Right. And I've been playing that for three months now. And, and I, you know, I'm a Think and Grow Rich fan. Uh, I'm in uh, Think and Grow Rich, the legacy. They heard my story, the Napoleon Hill Foundation, and they invited me to be in their movie, uh, Think and Grow Rich, the legacy. And then uh, James Whitaker wrote a book for them. And I'm in there, the whole, it's a whole chapter about how I got the book Thinking Grow Rich and how I utilized it. Mm-hmm. And I still utilize it today. It's always very close. <laughs> and Yeah, I told Don this morning that you, you were going to be on because he had messaged me about something else. So Don Green, uh, I mentioned to him that you would be on today. So he's like, oh, thanks. So... <laughs> Um, I, I've only met Don a few times, but um, uh, I'm, I'm such a believer. Uh, and, and I find that all the motivational material stems from this book. 
And, it does. You know, it was uh, the reason I like Sharon's book is that this book was a little chauvinistic. You know, it was man. It was written in the '30s, and it was a chauvinistic world then. Women couldn't even vote. You know? So this is, you know, whatever the mind of man can conceive and achieve. You know, and I change it to whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. But you at know, the top, it does have men and women who despise poverty. It actually has women on the front. But I, I understand what you're saying as far as the interviews that were done and, and, and the material in the book. I, I get it. Yeah. And so I like Sharon's. And she talks about the way women have utilized it. You know, uh, I found that women are better business people than men. Uh, they're harder workers. Yes. Give yourself a pat on the back. They're harder workers. You know, when, when I ran my vitamin stores, uh, all my managers were women. Mm -hmm. And what I did is I looked for women that were re-entering the job market. Uh, and that was after hiring everybody. And then, you know, 20-year-old gets married, has a baby, and my manager's off for a year taking care of her new baby. Well, I want her to, but that sure hurts my store. So I, I got women that were re-entering the job market after they'd raised their kids, looking for something to do, and they became fabulous managers. And I developed a managerial team because there's three levels for a business. The first is proprietor. You know, we're, you're, you're the CEO, but you're also the person that takes out the trash. Right. You know, we've both, we both been through that. Exactly. You know, I'm kind of back at it now, you know, because I don't, I don't even have an assistant. Um, and the second level is, is where you have people that you can delegate things to. And delegation is, is one of the most important parts of your business, mm -hmm. uh, being able to delegate, but delegate to somebody who gets it done. You know, if you delegate and you don't check, you might as well not even delegate. Right. And, and uh, you know, this is where I've got tools that I teach small business people how to um, teach or how to find out whether they've got a round peg to go in a round hole or a square peg to go in a square hole. Now, a lot of times you, you, you build a structure for your business and you've got these job titles that you want to fill, right? And you just want to put people in them. You want to get it filled up. Right. But is it filled up with a skilled person that is going to do the good job for you? And how do you gauge whether you've got a person like that. And I've got a very simple method that uh, I can share with you and your group right now to tell you whether you've got somebody that's managerial or not. Would you like to hear it? I would like to hear it. And I think the listeners would too. Go ahead. Well, here it is. So I come into your store, the retail store, my store, and I look up and there's a light bulb that is not working. So I'm going to suggest, 
I'm going to ask, I'm going to tell. And then I used to say, I used to threaten and then train a replacement. But I, what I found is if you got to threaten, if I had to threaten you to get something done, I might as well get rid of you. So I come in the first day and the light bulb's out. And I say, gee, the light bulb's out. Boy, that, 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 that should get fixed. And I leave. I come back the next day and the light bulb's not fixed yet. And I say, hey, I was here yesterday. The light bulb was out. And uh, I pointed it out to you. You know, maybe you can fix that. Come back the third day and it's not fixed. I said, well, why don't you grab a light bulb and I'll hold the uh, chair and let's change it out right now. Okay, now here's the analysis. If the first day I told you the light bulb was out and I came back and it was fixed, your management quality. The second day, if I had to tell you, but you did it, your management potential. The third day, if I had to do it with you, I'll never be giving you the keys to the store. <laughs> You're an employee. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't take pride in your work. Is, is that a simple? Is, isn't that simple? That's simple. That's simple. And I've utilized that same technique, not knowing that it was like the same as what you're saying, but uh, just to, to do something to, to test people in what it is that I'm saying. And it's not being manipulative. It's just trying to see what their reaction is going to be. Well, I, I'm doing it. I don't know if you call it manipulative, but I'm doing it to test and see if I've got a manager or not. Right. Right. Same thing. Same thing with me. Yeah. And, and, it's simple, and it works every time. And they might not turn into a good manager, but they're ambitious. And they want to please. <laughs> and so now you go to other things, and you just suggest that they do it. They do it. Suggest that they learn something. They learn it. You know, in, in my stores, I had... Um, Two presentations, I had 155 stores at one time. I had two presentations that I wanted done verbatim, word for word. I wanted everybody to do it the same. It took me five years. Five years to implement it. Five and years to implement it. Where everybody did it the same, exactly oh, the same. Okay, okay. And, and the managers knew what I, I was going to ask them. When I came to the store, they would tell their staff, Mr. Abramson is going to test you on these two things. Now, you better know them verbatim. But it took me five years. Mm -hmm. and, and those were good things. And things that, that, that really made my business unique. And that's a big word, unique. Mm -hmm. um, because you ask yourself, what is unique about your business? Now, when I start with people and I ask them, what is unique about your business? A lot of people say, well, nothing. 
Listen, we got to find something then. We, right, we, we, right, we got to right. find something special about, about you and, and, and about your business and about, you know, the value that you're going to give. Mm-hmm. Because and I, I, I want to touch. I want to touch on a couple things before you go into uh, that. And, and you also, we have to get back to the ten x of your business. I, I want to make sure that you know that I didn't forget about that. But I want to go back to something that you said before you go into the unique um, conversation. So you were talking about um, having people know this speech, and it took five years for people to be able to do it the same way. And I think there, there's something to be said for that exercise. And, and, and it's, there's a lot of business principles that comes out of doing something like that, because it, it's looking at each individual, how hungry they are to want to actually get that done, not just to impress you, but also to have where it's something that they've learned themselves. And I'm sure there's probably something in the speech that, that gave them uh, some unique ideas and some principles that they could use too. And I did the same thing uh, with our students in Echelon Leadership Institute, where there's an Echelon Creed and there's, there's 12 principles. And so they have to recite that every day using their paper and then they would have to do it without the paper and see who got each of them and then who got them in order. And, uh, and then had, it actually internally. Yes. You had 12. 12. And, and, and isn't it wild how you could go over it and go over it and go over it and they still wouldn't get it? Mm-hmm. I but have they, three. You only, you had three. Okay. I have three. And half of the people in my institute will still get them wrong. Now, I preach it all the time. Mm-hmm. But people will get it wrong. But they have to internalize it and understand the importance of each one. And I believe if they actually did that and how they can apply that to their lives to, yeah. uh, to have well, where... You know, there, there's a... There's a um, a charity called First Tee, and they use golf as the uh, medium for teaching the kids a lot of things. And they have 18 principles that they build their 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 uh, uh, product on, and because there's 18 holes in golf, mm-hmm. you know, I want them to build a 19th hole and put pride in, because they don't have pride, and. I think that's the most beautiful word in the English language. Mm. And I, I think we need to teach our children pride. They need to be proud of themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They need to be proud of what they do. And, and because we tear our kids down too easily. You know, we've got these fragile little things, and they've heard no like 15,000 times before they're three years old. You know, so, you know, they're, they're already negatively um, manufactured. Right, and they're, part of it has to do, too, where the creativity is stunted by parents saying no to this and no to that and no to the next thing, where sure. if, if you say yes or if you just let them experience things, then you know, those are creative minds. You know, we, we, we come out of the womb. You know, I mean, when your child is going to put their hand on, 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 a, on a hot stove, you say, no, no, you know, but if, if you say it's hot, it's the same thing. Now they know it's hot. Mm-hmm, 
all right, put your head on there, you burn yourself. You don't so, want to do that, right? Let, let's try to get to a couple of these points before we run out of time. So you were saying that the, the people that say that you can 10x your business, um, you, you had some issues with that. What was your issue with that? Well, the, most people can't, and most people don't. Um, 10xing a business, um, if you've got a brand new business, you might be able to do it in the first two years. But, you know, doubling the, doubling the income of, of a company, uh, if you're really building a real business, is a challenge. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, you know, you hear people saying business is up 40%. You know, well, if you could get your business up 40%, you'd be excited. Well, 10x is, is, is 1,000%. And, and I don't know too many people that have done it, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'm a pretty damn good businessman, you know, and, and I've built some businesses, you know, I took a $12 million business to over a billion dollars. So, you know, there's some 10 X in there, but it wasn't overnight and it wasn't with one program that I bought, you know, it was building and developing a machine See. If you can think about your business as um, like Henry Ford and, and he built, you know, the, the assembly line. Right. And if you can think of your business as, as, as an assembly line, okay, and you start here and it creates business and, it, and, and then it falls off money, you know, and, and you create you create that, that program that becomes your money machine. So when I tell you I'm going to 10x your business, mm -hmm. I'm telling you my program is going to get you more leads. You know, I'm, I'm going to get you more leads so you can get, make more money. But as, as far as running your business so that your business will make 10 times, they're, they're normally they're they're charging you nine hundred and eighty seven dollars for the program, and there's a lot of programs out there that just you know it's just rhetoric. It's it's information that we would do this show and somebody would write down the information and and they would turn it into a program and charge five ninety nine for it. Mm -hmm. Now. If you go to that person and you want help on that program, they don't know what to do. You know, and in the internet, it's, you know, half the people, or I would say 90% of the people that are selling internet programs don't know what they're doing. They're just copying. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the most copycat industry that I've ever seen. Would you agree with me? Yeah. I do agree because there's so much information out there and then you can just make yourself quote unquote, make yourself appear to be an expert in something that you're really not. And, you know, you've been at it for 50 years. I'm, I've been at it for about 40 some years because I started at General Motors and Ford back when I was a teenager. Okay. So um, we've been, we've been at it for a while. You have been in the trenches. Right. Right. 
So people just need to be careful when they when they hire these people as their coaches or mentors or uh, get these programs, you know, look up the people and, and see, you know, who they really are. And it's not saying that they don't have good information, but at the core of it, and what Errol does is, you know, he um, has where he has this program, uh, the Institute rather, but not like you said, a cookie cutter program, because you want to spend that one on one time with people. And you said you only take like five clients, right? Five clients at a time. Right. You know, I started with, I, I, I started with, when, uh, in 2016, I had 20. Mm-hmm. And, and $5,000 a client, $100,000 a month. Wow, Errol's making a million dollars a year. Well, I make a million dollars a year anyways on my investments. So it wasn't that exciting, but I couldn't give good service. With five, I can give good service because not only do I spend that time with you, but I spend that time uh, emailing back and forth and getting the information and maybe putting together one little genre of your business. And then we put another section together and another section together. And so when I leave you, you've got something operating. Mm-hmm. And normally I'll only work with a person for three months. And at the end of the three months, if I don't feel like I made a good enough, I'll fire myself. Mm-hmm. And then I have a program which I call on track or off track because mm-hmm. it's so easy. And you know this from your experience. It's so easy to fall off track. Right. And not know how to get back. And all of a sudden, your business is tubing and you don't know why. And, and that's what I like about what you've put together. Uh, and because and, I talked uh, to people a lot about that as well. You have to have a way to measure. You have to have a way to measure where you are. And, and the fact that you have in place, you know, all of these different triggers and ways that you do that with your clients, I think is, is really great. Because well, uh, if, you, if you look at, at, at my template, mm-hmm. um, the back end of the template is all analytics and improvement. Yeah. You know, so it, it starts with, with, with accountability, analytics, and improvement. And, and so we, we, we're constantly striving to get better. But we don't want to change things too quickly. You know, make, be decisive, but change slowly. A lot of times people will get an ad that's doing great, and then they'll change it. No, we'll run it until it doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Then change it. You know, have something creative in the background ready to go. You know, now you do split testing and things like that. There's a lot of good information out there. Um, and there's a lot of ways to be successful in business, like being an affiliate. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm doing affiliate programs for single moms. Because a single mom can do an affiliate program. She doesn't have capital invested. And her kids can help with the internet. And then they bring supplemental money into the family. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's one of the projects that I'm working with, with uh, Bill Walsh mm-hmm. on. And I also want to create the 100 Million Club, where we have 100 million small businesses that are teaching entrepreneurialism 
to their kids. Because give me a generation of kids and teach them entrepreneurialism will change the world. And if this next generation doesn't do it, we're in big trouble. There's countries right now that are broke. When you have independent people, entrepreneurial people, they are not stressing the government. Mm -hmm. They're contributing to the government. And when you realize that small business is the number one employer in the world, over 70% of employment in the world is small business. We're very powerful. Right. We're very powerful. Now, teach our small businesses to run better. And what would happen? What if we took that 70 to 80? That's 10% increase. That's not 10xing. It's 10%. Well, I think it's something that, that a lot of people uh, get and a lot of people still don't get. You know, the fact that small business is really where it's at and, and the fact that, you know, there are a lot of creative people out there and some people are creative in a way of using other people's ideas, but that that's you know what you were mentioning earlier. But I just want to want to to praise and give a shout out for the people who are actually out there making it happen uh, on their entrepreneurial journey. And so, um, before we get into plagiarism is, is the sincerest form of compliment. Yeah, so I've been complimented a number of times in my life, and I'm sure you have too with people from the plagiarism perspective. Um, but yeah, so before we get into quick fire, I just wanted to see with you um, if there's just like one big, huge nugget as, as a last nugget before we get into quick fire, and then you'll be able to have final words after that as well. Is there one just big nugget? Um, you've given your three main principles. I, I, I really believe that even if you work for somebody else, you need to create some independence in your life mm -hmm. because you never know what's going to happen with that business because you're not controlling that business. Mm -hmm. You might be doing a great job for them and they still might go broke. So always have something, a little business on the side that you can develop and I call that transition. And I really believe that. Um, the one key thing we're interested in is lifestyle. And that's really what money does. Money gives you lifestyle. And when you can live a lifestyle like I can live, where you don't have to worry you buy any shoe you want, take any trip you want to have, but your business affords you your lifestyle. Like whatever your business makes tells you what lifestyle you can live at. That's a job too. Mm -hmm. they, set the, they set the limit. They tell you what your salary is and that's what you have to live on. So they're telling you what your lifestyle is. Now right. here's the difference. Here's the nugget. Do you want somebody to tell you what lifestyle you're going to live, or do you want to live it yourself? That's we it. Can start, we can start quick firing now because there isn't anything bigger than that. <laughs> you know, I got, I got told 
50 years ago that if I could sleep when I'm tired and eat when I'm hungry, I am free. And mm-hmm. guess what I can do now? You can sleep do it. when I'm tired and eat when I'm hungry. And, and you don't sleep a lot, so. <laughs> we- <laughs> well, I figure one day you're going to sleep forever. Why get used to it right. now? Right. <laughs> and, I and think you we're, know, on the I, same, we're on the same sleep schedule or non-sleep schedule sometimes, you and I are also. <laughs> but and, 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 and we can make okay. ourselves as, as busy as we want to be. Mm-hmm. But it's choice. You know, when we're independent and our business makes money that, that fulfills our financial needs, we really are independent. And man, it feels good, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. That's, it what does. I, that's what I'm urging your guests to consider. And if I can help, I'll help. You know, I, I do a 30-minute free phone call. You can talk to me for free for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, have questions. You know, where can you talk to a billionaire for 30 minutes for free? I don't right know. here. Right here. I never, I never could. <laughs> so let's do our quick fire. And uh, we'll see what answers you have. I'm going to you say. Know, that's fun. I've, I've never done this. So let's, I, I've done this, you know, where they hold up, you know, what do you see in this, you know, when, when they're trying to figure out whether I was crazy or not. They, you know, what, what do you see in this? When they were trying to figure out whether you were crazy. Did, did, they, did they say you were crazy, Errol? Yeah, I, I probably am. <laughs> um, but you, you know what I'm talking about. They hold yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, so let's see what you have, and then we'll have a little discussion about it before we close today. You all set? I'm ready. Okay. The first word is time. Valuable. Outcome. Great. Ask. All the time. That's not one word, Errol. Okay, ask a lot. <laughs> Business. Is that enough? Is that, that, okay? was that was good. Business. Personal. Unique. B. That's good. Pride. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Confidence. Have. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Measure. Lots. Change. Always. Just a few more. Uh, Success. B. Creativity. Achieve. And entrepreneur. B. You use B a lot, Errol, but that's okay. Because I want you to be an entrepreneur. (laughs) You want us, okay, so you want us to be unique. You want us to be an entrepreneur. Let's see, you want us to be successful. And uh, I think those were the three that you said, said be on. 
and ask a lot. So let's talk about that. Ask a lot. Related to what? I think you need to ask questions. And I think the better the questions, the stronger the answers. And a lot of times, getting information is important to you. And there's many ways to get information. We, we're, we're in the, the, the era of information now. You do a Google search and you can get information. You know, and, and so become self, self, self-taught. Mm-hmm. There's no reason that you can't overcome an obstacle because there's so much information out there to help you. Mm-hmm. And if, if, you're, if you're stuck, get a coach. That's good. That's good. And I think I know why you said personal for business, but go ahead and explain that one. Please ask the question again. So you said the word personal when I said business. And I said, I think I know why you said that, but go ahead and give your explanation on why you said personal. Because I think you should have your, I think you should have a business. I think everybody, I think everybody should have a business. Oh, okay. Okay. What did you think I meant? Because you have, you don't have where you try to schedule, like a lot of people who are coaches, they try to schedule all of these people to be their clients just to rake in the money and you take a personal approach to business. And so that's what I thought you were going to say. I like, I like your interpretation. <laughs> okay. Good job. <laughs> you, you, you might do this more. <laughs> and then um, creativity. You said always. Always be creative. That's great. Yes. And, and you, you know, think about this. Creativity is just options. Finding options. Finding a way through. One of the things that I can leave you with is the quote, and this is my personal quote. If your goals and desires are stronger than the adversity that you will face, and you will face adversity, then you'll be successful. Mm-hmm. Creativity will get you through adversity. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not defeated until you throw your hands up and say, I quit. Right. And then you really are defeated because if you quit, then there's, there's no other opportunity. And so, you know, in closing, we were talking before the show about mindset and, and attitude and actions. And so creativity, using your creativity is, is an action word. You know, you, you have to use it in order to, to be able to tell everyone and show everyone how your business is unique and how you can actually monetize that. And whether you use mindset or attitude, you know, I think we can marry those two because you have to have the right attitude. You have to have the right thought processes in order to make anything happen. And so you were able to utilize that in your life. I think the word mindset is overused, Mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, it stands to reason that if you're going to be successful, you're going to have the right mindset. You know, it's all about your attitude. And if you think you're going to fail, you will. You know, whether you think think you're winning or you think you're losing, you're right. 
I think sometimes those words can be substituted, though, really, Errol. If you have the right mindset, if you have the right attitude, if you don't have the right mindset, the right attitude, it, it, they do have slightly different meanings, but the outcome is still the same. If, if it's on the, the negative portion, you sure. are going to fail if you don't have the right attitude. Or right you mindset. Know, mindset, to me, is more a plan. You know, if I have the right mindset, then I'm operating somewhere. It's a, you know what I mean? I'm operating on the right mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, then it's a plan. You know, so how do I how do I get the right mindset? You know, how do you get how do you get the right mindset? Guy says, have a millionaire mind. Have a millionaire mind. So how do I get that, sir? You know, and and, and then they go. Because it's just a bunch of bullshit. They're just just trying to sell you their course. You know, you'll have a millionaire mind after you're done working with me for a week. You know, as long as you give me a thousand bucks, you're going to have a millionaire mind. What's what's a millionaire mind? You know, I I just want a seven hundred thousand dollar mind. I mean, you know, what what what's a millionaire mind? You know, do I want to be a millionaire? You know, well, let's say you want to be a millionaire. They have a goal. You know, I, I have a young fellow that uh, he does real estate swaps, and he set his goal at $100,000. I said, that's too slow. That's too low. You know you're going to hit that. You're just setting goals that you know you're going to hit. I want you to hit a million this year. Mm-hmm. You, know, I, you know, I'd rather try to do something great and fail than succeed at doing nothing at all. Right. Now, well, I know he's, he's capable of doing a million. You know, that, that's for $250,000 properties. Break it down like that, it's only four deals a year. Can you do four deals a year? He said, yeah. I said, well, then you're, you're setting yourself too low. You know, so he'll be a millionaire at the end of this year. I've made six, six people. One, one is a housewife. She, she was just doing supplemental income to help the family out. Now the family lives on what she does. Her business will do 10, will close this year over 10 million. Wow. Yeah. I'm That's really awesome. proud of her. That's awesome. And, and guess what? She's not running the business. We've got business management people running the business because she's creative. She's still doing the products. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's what she's good at. There's a shout out on Facebook, too, related to creativity when you were talking about that earlier. So, you know, that, that, that's really where it's at. That's really where it's at. So, uh, and your creative mind just goes, goes, goes. And so you're able to help so many people with what you do, Errol. And, and we really appreciate those uh, Facebook nuggets that you give. One of my real skills is being able to cut through a business like a hot knife through butter. Mm-hmm. When I was using my hedge fund to buy and sell businesses, I might look at 100 businesses a week. And I might not buy any. I might buy one. But when I bought the business, before I gave them any money for the business, I had a game plan and was ready to go. And that business was underway. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was going to be successful. The easiest thing was flipping businesses. 
And sometimes I kept you in. Um, a lot of times the acquisition of the people that just didn't have my creative mind, but they could do the work. So I would keep them. And then guess what I'd do? Sell it back to them. <laughs> well, we really, really, really appreciate you being on the show today. It was such an honor to speak with you yet again. Uh, every time uh, we talk, it's, it's, it's a joy and it's, and it's educational. And uh, we go back and forth a little bit on a few things. And so I like that. <laughs> so I really the, the time flies. You know, and, uh, and talking to you is like, you know, I'm preaching to the converted because, you know, your mind, your mindset and my mindset are very close to each other's. Right. You know, we are. Well, we're going to be doing some business together, so we're going to make oh, it happen. Hopefully we're going to, you know, I'm going to be doing that. Uh, I'm going to have that table and maybe yeah. you come and put your stuff on that table. I'll pay for it. You come and, and, and okay. just, and just sell your stuff. You know, oh my. <laughs> so we need oh, to talk about that offline. We're on the show still, Errol. So we can well, okay. call each other um, back and talk about we're, that. We're, there, there's going to be an entrepreneurial tour, and and these people are welcome to come to it. That's it's true. Power Team International 2020 um, Inspirational Tour. I think he's calling it. Okay. You know, and it's all about spreading entrepreneurialism. And we'll be posting information about that. Uh, Bill Walsh is a great guy, Small Business Expo. I was there when we were in Phoenix, um, and uh, I was sad to see him with his, his uh, he had some issues because he had a, an accident, but uh, hopefully he's doing better now. So uh, we will yeah, definitely yeah, be. And, and got it corrected. Have you done okay. the Rainmaker? I have not gone through that program, no. I suggest Everybody do the Rainmaker program because it gives a business foundation that everybody needs. Mm -hmm. And I think for what the Rainmaker is, it's a foundation. And then he lets people take it again and again. Like you pay once and you can go for the whole year. Mm -hmm. Now, you want to go to Tony Robbins Mastery, you pay. And you want to go again, you pay. <laughs> Right, Bill, right. and, and guess what? He, he lets you bring a guest mm -hmm. because he knows repetition is one of the best ways to learn. And for so your we'll listeners, Go repetition. Ahead. For your listeners, repetition is the best way to learn. Right. Well, I always encourage people to go back and listen to the show, even if they've listened to it once or watched it once, because there's always so many great nuggets. But we have to end the show today. And uh, we can talk again some more later. But, yeah, we have to end the show. I'm so it, sad. It, it, sure, it sure went quickly. I hope you got enough information out of me. Got a lot. Got a lot. Well, I hope it's useful to people. Well, That's I hope you have a great day. I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much, Errol. Thank you very much, darling. And All thank right. you for having me as a guest. You're welcome. You did great on the quick fire. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank All right. You. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Soaring with Eagles. Please join Crystal Richardson again on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition. Let's soar together. Give back to our communities 
and change the world. 